Hi, this is Bailey Curry. Dallin Bestwick here. Brennan Gaunt here, former driver number 62. This is Gary Owen from the Going YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Rafael Sard. Quick Pick Podcast. It's not that tough. Connor, Ethan, Quick Pick Podcast. You're listening to it. Everybody tune in. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, joined as always by Connor. It's the, excuse me, it's the final recap episode of the season. The 2022 NASCAR Cup Series season is in the books. Joey Logano is the champion. Before we break it all down, let's go with our sponsors, starting off with Washington on the Daily Go there uh, for all your commanders' news and updates. That's at WSH on the daily as all the turmoil surrounding the team ownership and the quarterback and whatever is going on down there in Washington. Go follow him on Twitter and Instagram for your latest news and updates. Yeah, go follow him and then go over to Circle Week Diecast. Plenty of sales, the top online NASCAR merchandise uh, website on, on the internet today. You can get anything. Joey Logano Championship stuff. Go get yourself some gear. Use our promo code QUICKPIT. All caps, no spaces at checkout to save some money. And 213simware.com. As always, go over there for your latest sim racing needs. Go follow him on Twitter and Instagram. 213simware.com. Go check it out. Great, great website. T-shirts, hats, hoodies, everything you could ever want for your sim racing team. All in one place. All right, Connor. Oh, geez. Sorry, we're having some technical difficulties, so bear with us, but we, we will push on. We'll push on. Um, so, race is done. You know, we it, it was not a great race, but um, Joey Logano is the champion. Uh, what are your thoughts initially, Connor, with Joey Logano being the champion of NASCAR? Yeah, well, I think he was probably – the second favorite drive, like if you had to pick two drivers who had most of deserving, I think it's one Chase Elliott, two Joey Logano. So I think he's one of the most deserving ones of the championship and he flat out dominated. So he led pretty much, it felt like every lap and he uh, had the fastest car. The other four, the other three guys seemed like they were having issues every lap. Um, but Joey Logano's car was super, super good. He was the one, he had the car to win that race and he should have won that race and he did. So um, yeah, he, he's not one of those, you know, championship winners that's like oh he doesn't deserve it like he honestly deserves that championship and he did he had it he came and he delivered at phoenix when it matters the most so i mean it's kind of a boring driver to win it after such an exciting season but i mean i guess we can't have everything go perfect so yeah i i i would agree i mean it's kind of just whatever i felt like going into it that um whoever came away with the title would be deserving. It's not like anyone was there that uh, – or, or not even like – it. like if Larson hadn't won last year, uh, everyone would have said it was it was dumb. Like Larson was far and away the best driver, and he was supposed to win, and he did win the title last year. There was nobody like that this year. Chase Elliott won the regular season championship, but he had a pretty poor playoffs. I think he ended up with like this – 10th most points in the field during the playoffs. So he's not a top driver in the playoffs. 
Ross Chastain battled and fought his way all season. He was good. Christopher Bell had a phenomenal playoffs. And Joey Logano was Joey Logano. So, like, whoever won, it I would have been fine with. They would have been a deserving champion. It kind of sums up the year filled with parody that we had a um, a pretty even set championship for. And like you said, Logano dominated the race. And nobody – I think I – think, they said after the race that there was only one lap that he was not the top championship four driver. Like he, he schooled the rest of the field. It was an incredible performance. He won the race. He absolutely deserves the title. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, he brought the car, the team brought the car to go win it. And they did. Um, I'll say this though. My pick was Chase Elliott. Of course, I think everybody really wanted Chase Elliott. This is the one day I was rooting for Joe Gibbs Racing and I was rooting for Bell to win it after what was just going from an all-time high with Ty Gibbs winning it to an all-time low. It felt like through this past those 12 hours or whatever that span time was, um, I, I was personally rooting for Bell there. But, um, yeah, Logano got it done. He had the fastest car and he did it. Yeah, it, it's a, a true shame that that Ty Gibbs had to go through that. And, you know, you can dislike him all you want on the track. And I will still next year be rooting against him on the track all the time, but do not go after him off the track for his family reasons. Give him space. He's going to need a lot of support the next couple of years. He just lost his father. Like, you know, Joe Gibbs just lost his only other son. He's lost both of his kids in the past five years. It's, it's tragic for the Gibbs family, and, and who knows where Joe Gibbs Racing goes from here because Coy was probably going to be the next um, the heir apparent for that team. Um, it, it, it truly is tragic, and it kind of uh, kind of uh, took away some of the shine of the pre-race um, as it should have um, before the race, but. It, it it's it's really sad. It, uh, I don't know what else to say. Um, thoughts and prayers go out to the entire Gibbs family, of course. And I would agree with you that, you know, neither of us are big Toyota fans. I think Christopher Bell is probably my favorite of all of them, all the Toyota drivers. And, you know, it would have been really cool to see them, them win it. Um, speaking of Joe Gibbs racing, one thing that really flew under the radar, Kyle Busch has run his last race for Joe Gibbs racing. That was his last race in the 18. That was Eminem's last race. What what do you what are your thoughts on that, Connor, and, and how the the end of that uh, relationship went down? I, I couldn't hear you there for a couple minutes, but I I, uh, I uh, I'm a huge Noah Gregson fan. If you guys haven't known yet, like I despise Ty Gibbs. Like I hate him a lot. Like. He is my one of the most hated. I don't. I don't like him. I'm a huge Noah Gregson fan. I will be next year too, and I don't know why. And I, of course, after he won the championship and Noah finished second, I was like, like I was kind of hurt in there because of after what Ty did the week before, and all that stuff. And I think it's cool that, cool that Ty's dad got to see him win the championship. That just gives me. Like that, that's cool. That's cool. Um, and then for Kyle Bush leaving kind of on that note, I it's it's 
I mean, he's he was good this year. I feel like he was better than a lot of people thought. And I think what I've heard is just this was a hard breakup. Like, I mean, I think this was this was pretty rough. And I we had the news that Kyle Busch Motorsports and Truck Series going to be a Chevy team. Um, With Chase this is, and Jack Wood. Yeah, this is one of the – this is a really bad time for Joe Gibbs. And you just lost probably who's going to get the company after Joe Gibbs. And you don't know where this team's going. You lost Kyle Busch. You lost the Truck Series, which is a lot bigger than people may think. And – I don't even think it's more of Kyle Busch leaving. I think it's what ne- what's next for Joe Gibbs Racing. They have this very young, I will say, Ty Gibbs is super talented. Even as much as I hate him, he is super talented. You've got him and Chris Rebell. Like Chris Rebell is still young. He's still, he's, he will get better. He just made it on four. But then you have Denny Hamlin. You have Martin Trucks Jr. These guys aren't going to be around forever. They're on the back end of their careers. Who's next? You lost this big program uh, feeder with the truck series. This is, and you just lost Coy, of course. Like this is, this is, what's next? How long are they going to be here? Because that team's a big question mark. I think they'll be fine in the immediate future, next year or two. But after that, it, it could get a little, I say once Truex and Hamlin leave, it will get a little, uh, where's this team going, you know? Yeah, I mean, you don't know. I, I, w- I would totally agree. They were extremely fortunate to have at least two, if not three superstars driving for that team at the same time for the past 15 years. You had Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin, and then you had uh, you had Tony Stewart first, who was phenomenal, and Stewart and Labonte, and then Kyle and, and Hamlin, and then you add Matt Kenseth and Carl Edwards. Um, and then you bring in Truex. Like, it, it's a laundry list of Hall of Fame drivers who have driven for that team over the past 20 years. Like, a majority of their drivers over the last 20 years are or will be in the Hall of Fame. Um, and now, I mean, Kyle's gone. Denny probably... Even if he doesn't retire within a couple years, I feel like he'd make the switch to 2311 eventually. Um, I think he retired. I, I, I would be shocked if Hamlin doesn't retire at 2311. And then Truex next year will probably be his last. I, I don't know what his contract situation is like, but I'm, Almost certain his contract expires after next year. Next year will probably be Truex's last. I mean, if he has another season like this year, he certainly will probably want to get out. Christopher Bell looks like a real deal. Christopher Bell looks like the next star. But Ty Gibbs has been, honestly, terrible this year in the cup car. I mean, granted, it's not his main focus, but in half his races, he has one top 10. You know? Yeah. It's it was it's not good, he, but I, I think him in full time will be he'll just be just fine. Yeah, but there. I mean, you look at someone like Cindric who dominated Xfinity for two or three years. He had a good year. He had a playoff season, but he wasn't. He wasn't like a stud, you know. He was not a Hamlin or Truex level competitor. So you look at Briscoe, 
Uh, this year, despite him making the round of eight, was not phenomenal. And it's his second season. So it, it takes a while for rookie drivers to uh, acclimate to the Cup Series regardless. So um, you better hope he's ready to, he, he's ready to compete um, by the time Truex and Hamlin go. But who do you replace Truex and Hamlin with? John Hunter Nemechek, someone else down the road. You've lost Brandon Jones. You've burned that bridge. I, I, you're you're very right in that Joe Gibbs Racing has a a very murky future going ahead. They have burned through so much talent, and it's going to cost them. It's going to cost them. They're going to have. To be honest with you, this could be a three car team in three years. Yeah, I mean, I'll go that. Or, or even a two-car team. I mean, it's it's the future is you can't see past next year. I'll say that. Yeah, you're you're gonna have another seat to fill probably for. You're gonna have two seats to fill over the next three years would be my guess, and they haven't even technically announced Gibbs to the eighteen. Like, what do you do if you don't think Gibbs is ready? Which I think he might like it might be worth it to give him another year in Xfinity to mature. He's a hundred percent not ready. He's not mature enough, but he, they have no other options. And I don't, it's, it's, I don't think you're going to bring in a guy just to fill in one. I, you know, what happens if Truex and Hamill want to stay in after next year, they're going to allow him to stay. Then Gibbs is going to – I don't want it to be the one-year replacement thing. Gibbs, is, of course, is not ready. He has not shown any maturity on the racetrack. He is a – I know you saw the whole Martin, so we talked about it. But he he's not ready. He could really use another year. But I just don't see any option. And they're going to throw him in there into the Cup Series, into the fire. And these Cup guys watch those extended races, and they're going to have no respect for him. Yeah. If you were Joe Gibbs Racing, Connor, who would you put in that car next year? 2020 or 2023, assuming that Truex retires at the end of the year and then Gibbs is ready at like the plan is Gibbs goes full time in 2024. Who do you put in the 18 next year as a as a bridge driver? Well, John Hunter. That's John Hunter. They've already used him up enough. He's like that. He's like that guy off the bench to play every once in a while, and I mean, I don't. I think yeah, he would be the one. You wouldn't, but John Hunter is young enough that like he'd expect. Like I don't think it would be in John Hunter's best interest to be a bridge driver. Like I would almost go the like the Matt to Benedetto route. Someone with cup experience, um, who's gonna keep the car clean, you know. Well, I mean, you're going to go uh, – if you're John Hunter Nemechek, you're, of course, going to take that opportunity to drive a cup car for a year. But, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it wouldn't benefit his career unless he hoped to, to take over for Truex. Anyway, um, overall, how would you say this season was? What what did you think of this season overall? I thought I, – I enjoyed it for the most part. There were parts that were a little uh, concerning – a little worrisome. There were some bad races. There were also some really good races. What were your overall – if you gave this season a letter grade, what would you give it, Connor? I Well, first off, I want to say this. This year felt so long. 
it felt we were in like Pocono and Pocono's in the middle of the season. We felt like I feel like that race was forever ago. Like it's a, it's been a crazy ride. First off, that was kind of insane that like it took. I don't know. This year just felt like it felt longer than any other year. So I never felt like it started in February and it's November and it just ended. And we have two months off and we're right, going right back into it. So, well, um, well, actually, the clash was like three weeks before the Daytona 500. I think that's contributing is that the clash was like mid January. Yeah. So we'll have like two months exactly uh, to re rack them and get it going next year. So it'll be fun two months. But, um, I'll give it a B, B minus. Um, you had so much young talent show. It was a lot more fair. There was a lot of more competitors. You saw these winners. Um, but then there was those safety things. I got concerned. Like there's some concerns, but I think for overall for a brand new race car, it, it delivered. So uh, I'm gonna give it a B, B minus. I w- I was gonna go with a B plus for pretty much the same reasons. I think the positives outweigh the negatives. And overall, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it. There's definitely so much that can be improved, but it feels like unlike the last car where you're like, oh, there's all these issues, but I don't think it's going to get fixed. I feel like things are going to change this offseason. Like we're going to get package updates. We're going to get car updates. I mean, the safety upgrades are already coming in and being developed, which is really promising. Um I'm excited for next year already. Uh, I, I do need a couple weeks to, to decompress from the whole season. But um, overall, I thought it was a good year. I, I enjoyed myself, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to being back at the track next year. Um, Connor, can you hear me better now? A little bit. I came. I don't know what the issue was, but still not all the way. Okay. Okay, so the Bob Pockers just released the uh, 2023 schedule with times. Um, first of all, there's a lot of races on FS1, which is a little annoying. However, there are a lot of stuff on cable, but here, here's what's I, – I know you're going to love this, okay? We have, by the looks of it, Three new night races. Three more rainouts into Monday. Okay. No, no, like night races. Yeah, that will be rained out and going to Monday. Wow, you're pessimistic today. So we have we have um, the first one is at Bristol Dirt, which it was last year. We have the All Star Race at North Wilkesboro, which is a, a an actual night race starting at eight o'clock. Um, there's the Coke Six Hundred. Then Nashville Super Speedway is going to be a night race this year. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, the Chicago Street Race starts at 530, which will be like 430, um, 4.30 local time, which means it'll end under the lights, which a road course race under ending under the lights is pretty cool. And then, and then uh, one of the Atlanta races is a night race. Which will be really neat. Good, as they should for Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, Nashville and Atlanta both are probably because of the heat, more so mm-hmm. than the, the the kindness of the executives, uh, because we know that night races don't get as good ratings. But, hey, I will take it because that's uh, really nice. I, yeah. I, 
that'll, that'll be fun. Yeah, it will be fun to watch night races. All right. Any, any more thoughts on the season, on the race? Uh, one thing I did want to touch on is Chase Elliott sounded extremely burned out post-race. Hopefully he's all right and like still enjoys racing. What did you think of the Elliott and Chastain move? I think that was a racing incident. Yeah, I, it was 50-50. It's one of those racing incidents where you're going to blame one guy, but really it's just two championship drivers going for it. Nobody's going to lift in that scenario. I would agree. Um, anything else? I, I, I'm kind of already forgetting what happened in the race. It was a boring race. This should not be at Phoenix or at least try a different package. Um, Zane Smith wins the truck championship. As we mentioned, Ty Gibbs wins the Xfinity championship. And uh, we've got 88 days as of recording until the clash starts next year. So pretty, pretty cool. Any final thoughts on the season, Connor? No, good season. A lot of new drivers showed themselves and teams showed themselves. And I think next year will be even better. Yeah, it, it, next year should be a good year. I'm working on plans for races and stuff already. I'm excited for that. And uh, yeah, so... If you don't have anything else, Connor, we will uh, close out this segment. I'm not going to close out the show because we might have some other stuff later this week. There's a chance of an interview possibly. Um, we'll, we'll, you'll see in the description. But uh, coming up next, something. Thank you, uh, Connor, though, because this is uh, – you're not going to be on the rest of the show this week, right? Probably not, no. Nope, nope. All right. So coming up next, something on the Quick Pit Podcast. Thank you for listening to this season. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you. We have some uh, fun off-season plans coming up, but uh, that, that'll be next time on the Quick Fit Podcast. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm here with Ethan, joined this week by Ryan Vargas, Xfinity Series driver, fresh off another strong season. How are you doing tonight, Ryan? Man, I'm good. Uh, middle of the off season, busy, busy time, but uh, no, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on. So to start off, what got you into racing? What's your first like racing memory from your childhood? Man, I mean, my first real racing memory, I would say, is going to, you know, monster truck shows with my parents. Um, you know, my parents used to take me to Monster Jam all the time growing up, and that's what really fueled me into being a, a, a someone who's into cars and anything with four wheels and a motor. Uh, my dad used to take me to Fontana when I was really young, um, and now, you know, here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how did you kind of get – started driving uh not just as a fan but as a as a driver as well uh how did you get to this point in your racing career yeah so i got into driving because when i was about nine ten years old i went to irwindale speedway um with my mom with my mom and dad um it's our local short track and as we're there um we see a recess aid from my elementary school and um i'm just kind of thinking to myself oh that's wild you know that you're here and 
she just happens to tell me that her son's racing a bandolero race car and that um and that they plan on actually selling that car so i'm you know my eyes immediately light up and i'm just kind of like okay this is something i want to do because I-, I tried all all sports every single sport i tried it and i was horrible i hated it and i thought it was so boring um but i love cars and so we uh ended up after that weekend, you know, we had some conversations with them. We pondered over the idea. Um, and I remember testing the car and wrecking it and literally my first ever test driving a race car, a little bandolero car. Um, and I remember the drive home, my dad told me, he said, look, we could do one of two things. We could, we can race. Um, but if we do this, we're going to make sure that you're a champion by the end of this. Um, and if not, you know, that's fine. You know, we can go and, you know, race K1 speed on the weekends with some friends and, you could just do your normal school stuff and all that and find a job. Um, it took me about five minutes to decide that I wanted to drive a race car. And uh, we haven't looked back. Uh, we ended up winning several championships in the Bandolero. Uh, moved up to street stocks, won there. Moved up to late models, won there. Uh, through there, ran for, through the draft for diversity program with Rev. And here we are today in Xfinity. When did you move from california doing local stuff when did you make the move to charlotte to like i guess kind of fully commit you here you moved to charlotte a lot of people or at least into the nascar area in the south when, when did you yeah. make that jump yeah i moved up i moved out here when i was 17 um that, that was when i had just made rev the driver diversity program um, my dad moved moved out here with me for a few months um, and once i turned 18 and was able to kind of support myself um I, you know, he moved back to California with my mom and I, you know, basically kind of took over trying to cover things and do my own stuff, do groceries and all that. That was, you know, I was 18 years old, just freshly 18 years old and um, now living on my own for the first time in this area that I didn't know. Um, And that was intimidating, uh, but it was a lot of fun. And in 2019, when I was racing late models and stuff and making my Xfinity debut and stuff. You know, I was racing, you know, my winnings from late model races to pay for rent and groceries, um, you know, through those deals that I got. So um, it was a very big learning experience for me on how to, you know, grow the business side of, you know, being a race car driver um, so that you can actually, you know, live doing so. Um, and that was a, a very important point in my life. Yeah, yeah. So... Going up till this season, you had a really strong year, career best uh, finish in points. You got a top 10. Can you break down our, your year for us and, and kind of how it went? You got some more big sponsors. Just kind of talk about 2022 as a whole. Yeah, I mean, 2022, it's hard to, you know, pinpoint exactly how, I, you know, how the year went. I think we accomplished a lot of our goals. We kept cars clean. Uh, I think I have the least amount of incidents of any driver in Xfinity, which is a very important stat to have but you know you mentioned the points finish I mean that's good that we had a better points finish but even then you know that's still missing eight races so I, it makes you as a driver hungry thinking man if I had run those eight, eight other races where would I actually be um you know so I think there was a good possibility of making a better charge in points but also um you mentioned new sponsors we've been able to welcome a lot of great new partners critical path security Williamsburg contracting we had reddit on the car um, so there's, there's a lot of really, really big positives, um, this season that I'm very, very proud of, 
Um, we've been able to extend our partnerships with uh, Swan Security. We had Monarch Roofing back on the car earlier this year. Um, so, you know, working with those partners that have been, you know, mainstays with me are very important. But it's also been a very big pleasure of mine to work with these guys who, you know, who are new and wanting to grow more. So um, you saw with Swan, we had we had Brandsmart USA. We had uh, Best Buy on the car as well. So just a lot of really, really cool and unique campaigns uh, that are very uh, important on the business side. Because at the end of the day, if the sponsors are happy and that if the sponsors are happy, you know, that means they're going to be, you know, willing to work with you more and that means they're just enjoying it. That means they're seeing the results. They're seeing, you know, the return on what they're doing. And at the end of the day, you know, that's what matters the most, you know, putting a sticker on a car. That's, that doesn't mean anything anymore. It's about making sure that you actually return for your partners and then everything will sort itself out. Yeah. Uh, you kind of answered my next question. You have a rep reputation for bringing in a lot of sponsors some pretty big ones. You've had TikTok on the car before, like you said, Best Buy, Reddit, Swan. How do you attract so many, especially in a time with NASCAR, excuse me, where sponsorship is as important as it has ever been? How do you bring those in? Uh, how and, and how do you like keep them around, keep them coming back? It's, it's funny because, you know, I don't know. I, I just, you know, I, I try to be the squeaky wheel. You know, I try to, you know, make sure I follow up. You know, I, I'm very hands-on with all of these programs that I put together. I'm very upfront with all of my partners. You know, I make sure that they know what they're getting into uh, when when they sign on with me. You know, I want them to know that everything that is put out there is put out there by me um, and that I have a direct influence on the partnership. So if something, you know, when these partnerships succeed, and I say when, you know, that I say that, you know, knocking on wood you know when they succeed it's good and you know when things go wrong it's on me you know so um i wear that on my sleeve i wear that you know in every meeting that i go and, and go into with these folks is that you know I, i'm aware that i have a lot on my shoulders uh when it comes to finding new partners um and the big thing for me is just you know linkedin has been a big resource for me uh obviously i email a lot i do a lot of cold calling um it's definitely a lot. It's definitely stressful. Um, but it's what you got to do to be in the sport. Um, and it's what's kept me in the sport. So I'm willing to do whatever it takes to keep me here. Absolutely. So most of the races you've run, uh, you've run all but one of your races in the Xfinity Series for JD Motorsports. But you announced recently that you're going to be moving on from them, taking a step towards bigger and better things. What went into that decision? And, and what do you have planned going forward? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just product of time you know there's just things that you know um that you come to you come to the realization and you just kind of decide you know it's time for me to take a little bit of a leap um and you know I, I wish johnny and his organization nothing but the best uh but i do look forward to you know changing things up in 2023 um things are still very fluid at the moment things are still very very much in the works um i'm very confident that i'll be able to figure out my plans here in the coming few days really um this november december time is such a, uh, a a wild time not just to be in racing but also just in business because everybody's getting their budgets finalized everybody's getting their tax their taxis and stuff so you know it's it, it's such a unique time to be in every year every year it's like this um so it's just all about making sure you you know 
sorry, it's all, it's all about making sure you go into this off season, you make sure you kind of get your, your, get your ducks in a row uh, and get ready to charge for the new racing season. Absolutely. So what are your goals for the future? Where do you hope you'll be in like three years, five years down the road? What's the ultimate goal um, for your career? You know, I, I try not to go by, you know, set a number. Like I don't try to set a goal that like by, by this year, I hope to be doing this. I just want to be driving race cars for the rest of my life. Um, and that is my number one goal. If I'm driving, you know, my, my, my overall goal is to get into a, you know, a highly competitive Xfinity ride in the coming years and run full time, chase wins, chase championships. Um, but that does come with time. You know, I do need more seat time before I even think about, you know, I need doing any more seat time. I need more experience at these bigger teams, you know, and that's, you know, and that's nothing. And that's not saying what we, what we've done at JD Motorsports, you know what I mean? Um, you know, we're a small organization going the true David versus Goliaths. And I think we've proven that we can defeat the Goliaths, you know, in the past, you know, with our sixth place finish at Daytona and our eighth place finish at Texas in an intermediate racetrack. Um, but now, you know, moving into the future, you know, I hope to, you know, find myself a seat at the table, you know, and hopefully one day, you know, like I, like I mentioned, chase a championship one day. You certainly have this the sponsorship to do it. Um, do you collect your own diecasts? Do you have a, a collection? Um, well, the thing is, I haven't had my first, I haven't had official diecasts made until this year, until this off season, really. Uh, I think the first two diecasts will be getting made here in January. Um, but I will be keeping those. But I've had friends and family send me like fan made ones, like the custom ones that you get. Um, which is always really cool, you know, being a, a race fan first, um, it's unique seeing something that you actually drove actually be a die cast. So it's kind of like one of those full circle moments, like you grow up collecting die cast yourself and now you see one that you did and it's just, it, it's a really fun feeling. I was looking, uh, this afternoon preparing for this interview for the, the TikTok one. They never made that one. I I'm assuming it's not. branding stuff, but um yeah there was just some some uh um yeah like you mentioned some guidelines stuff that they you know we just couldn't couldn't do the coolest it always seems like the coolest paint schemes are like partnerships or never it's like that that coca-cola stuff anytime coca-cola is on a car they can't make it anytime monster it's like the, the cool mm -hmm. ones often get get canceled out um so <laughs> this is this is quite recent um have you blended anything in that jeff gordon blender you just acquired I have not. Uh, I plan on utilizing it for some smoothies, maybe some acai bowls. Maybe I might even make some margs in there. You never know. Um, but I do. I am very proud of that purchase. I think that is the best financial decision I've made in the last few months. I the, the thrift store the thrift store finds that whole thread you posted on Twitter is like I, I need to to go check out more of my local thrift stores because there's one near me that looks almost exactly like those pictures you have. Yeah. No, I mean, it was just a, it was a really funny find too. You know, I, we, I went up to Pennsylvania to visit my girlfriend and um, we were going through town and we saw there was an antique shop. So we're just thinking, oh, we can go in there, get something for you. You know, like we talked to my girlfriend, like we can get something nice for her, kind of like old school stuff. And it turned out there was just a bunch of racing memorabilia. And so it ended up being more of a trip for me um, than anything. She ended up not even getting anything. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. So I'm in, I am in Pennsylvania. Um, where, 
What what was the town that it was in? Um, uh, it was in uh, Clearfield. Ah, no, different one. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I was thinking for a second, maybe it's the same one because I was like, man, that looks really familiar. All right. Um, we like to finish our, our uh, interviews with some uh, rapid fire questions. So uh, yeah. ready? You can elaborate as little or as much as, as, as you want. Favorite track on the current schedule? On the current schedule? Um, Charlotte, Oval, fun, love it. Awesome. If logistics were not an issue, what's one track you would add to the schedule? Iowa. Iowa. Or Irwin, or, or Irwindale Speedway, if logistics weren't an issue. Because if that wasn't an issue, then Irwindale, absolutely. How big is Irwindale? It is a half-mile oval. Oh, so they can make that work. Oh, absolutely. You just need a little more infrastructure. Best racetrack concession item in, in the vein of a Martinsville hot dog, like something specific. Um... Hmm. Um, I recently went back to South Boston Speedway and had a bologna burger. That was pretty good. Um, so shout out to the bologna burgers. Um, you go to Irwindale Speedway. Um, there's a, a booth that sells like um, uh, loaded, loaded baked potatoes and stuff. Really good. Really, really good. Um, that's another one. So those are my two choices there. Nice. Uh, best or favorite race car that you've driven? Uh, the Xfinity car, but for sure. I love the way this car drives. I love the current body style. I love the aero package that they have um, on all the tracks, really. I think there's very few tracks that really need any tweaking. I'd say, if anything, the one track that would need tweak, need the one track that would need tweaking would probably be Atlanta. And not in the case of taking away downforce. I think if they want to try and keep us packed up like a, like a, like a plate race, which they've accomplished, but I think it needs a little bit more work to keep it that way. Um, I think they need to put a bit of a bit of a bigger spoiler on our cars. If they want us to be in a full plate race situation, um, it gets very, it's very tough to properly wide open race there. Um, as much as I would like to see us try and go around there wide open. I also think it just wouldn't be really good racing if they did. Um, I think honestly, they kind of met the perfect compromise with Atlanta, making it, making it the race that it is. Um, but it'll be, I think that would probably be the only place that would need an adjustment. And then my second favorite is the street stock. I loved racing that street stock. That was a blast. Street stock is fun on iRacing. I don't know how, how uh, equivalent it is, but. It's, I, I... it's close. It's the real, real life street stocks feel heavier. Um, that's the only gripe with the iRacing street stock because it feels like it's really light. Hmm. So, so you confirm the fact uh, a lot of people in the industry seem to be saying like Xfinity car might be the best car of all three series in terms of mm -hmm. racing. Door bumper clears it all the time that it's the best race of the weekend most of the time. Yep, absolutely. It, it 110% is. I mean, the cup car has improved exponentially. I think now the product that's lagging behind is the truck series. Um, the, the, cup, the cup series today you know, yeah, it needs its tweaks on some of these tracks, like the short tracks and the flatter tracks and stuff. And road courses, I think, need a good tweak as well. But overall, a massive, massive, massive improvement in terms of quality of racing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Best racing movie? Uh, best racing movie, Days of Thunder. I loved Ray Days of Thunder. It, well, NASCAR movie. If we go by racing movie, I loved Ford versus Ferrari. That was a fantastically made movie. 
Those are two very popular answers. All right. Thank you so much. Where can you be found online and on social media? Where's uh, all your usernames and such? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. It's the only one that's different. It's RTRV23. Um, and that is RTRV23 on Instagram. Um, and then everything else, uh, it's Ryan Vargas underscore 23. Um, yeah, that's and that's on everything else. And then Facebook is like Ryan Vargas. So. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Have a good time. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan. You made it to a very short third and final segment. Big thank you to Ryan Vargas for coming on the show once again. It was an awesome time talking to him, getting his perspective on the Xfinity Series, his season, his career, and uh, his favorite uh, favorite racetrack food, stuff like that. It was a great interview. Uh, really enjoyed my time talking to him. Make sure you go check him out at the links in the description below. As always, big thank you to our sponsors, 213simware.com. Go there for all your sim racing merchandise needs. You can upload your design for free, and they will get you covered. You can buy your all the, the merch you could want from them. Uh, great, great website. Great, great partner of the show. Washington on the Daily, as always, keeping you up to date on the Washington Commanders at WSH on the Daily on Instagram and Twitter. And Circle B Diecast, use the code QUICKPIT, all caps, no spaces, for a special offer at checkout. Big thanks to you for listening to this. Please go share this around. I really would love to have as many people hear this interview as possible with Vargas. It was, it was a really good one. I'm, I'm really, really happy with it. Glad he would take 20 minutes to, to come and talk with me and, and, and record something for the show. Um... As for the offseason, we'll have our season breakdown coming soon, probably. I'm sure uh, Connor's going to be really busy this uh, winter, just letting you guys know, get you prepared for that. So probably some guest hosts. Um, you'll probably hear Eric. Um, probably will want to do something with uh, Seriously Fast Media, some, some of my uh, co-workers as well at Speedway Digest. Um, there will be some stuff working on some interviews right now. Stay tuned. Stay posted. Might take a break in December. We'll see how things are going. But for the next couple of weeks, we'll have content as long as there's stuff to talk about. And maybe we'll have some fans on as well. So uh, big thanks to you guys for listening. And we'll see you next week on the Quick Pit Podcast.